Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9. Tasmania Talks, Vet Corner. And singing along to Mustang Sally was our resident vet, Dr. Jen Griffiths uh, from uh, <laughs> Pets Life. Jen, were you singing along? Do you remember that song? I do know that song very well. I wasn't <laughs> singing along. I can't sing at all, so no one wants to well, hear anything. <laughs> okay, just just thought. Uh, interesting that in July I was reading too is also National Desexing Month. Mm-hmm. I had it no is, idea. Yeah. yeah, so through the veterinary profession, um, they do various um, sort of months of, of things that we try and promote and, and talk about and, and just sort of bring to the, the attention of the general public really just so they sort of are aware of, of all the different things that we do. And there's something else too that uh, before we get on keeping our pets warm, an Australian first study has found a fifth of Tasmanian dog parks tested are contaminated with intestinal worms because of lazy owners failing to pick up after their pets. Yeah, it's a bit sad, um, unfortunately, yeah, um, and it is something that people really need to be um, very wary of, um, and also important for, therefore, you know, for people to be worming their dogs as well if they're out and about, particularly in dog parks, um, but I mean, the, usually the bags are provided and, and bins are there, so there shouldn't really be any excuse that we need to be picking that up and, and being responsible and proactive about it, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, what are, let's get onto the warmer side, what are some ways to ensure our pets are comfortable in this colder weather so yeah look i think it's really important it's been very very cold and um, the last few weeks we've had some really really cold mornings so i think things just to look out for um for all of our pets young and old is um just to make sure that they are warm enough so if they are an outdoor dog for example making sure they do have a kennel with lots of blankets and the ability to get out of the cold and and, and keep warm during those cold nights um, if they can ideally be brought inside, that's obviously, I guess, a, a preferred choice to have them inside if they're happy to be there. Um, and, you know, even if it's in a laundry and things like that, so they've got plenty of blankets and, and keep them warm. Um, and particularly with the, the freezing weather that we've had, um, making sure their water bowls and things are not freezing over um, is also really important. That's a good, um, it is a good point, isn't it? Because you forget when you get up in the morning how it's been zero or minus something. And, uh, yeah, the uh, pet bowl, the one that's outside, frozen solid. Yeah, they certainly might. So it's always worth just checking um, and uh, and keeping an eye on that. And another um, interesting one, and it's probably not something we always think about, but just cats, if they're seeking heat, they might go and sleep on a, um, a car bonnet or in the engine and things if they're seeking warmth, if the car's just been running. Um, and so it's always worthwhile just making sure there's no cats around your car when you jump in it the next morning and that sort of thing, um, because certainly you can have those horror stories of cats being trapped under the bonnet and things when they've gone and, and tried to find warmth. Um, overnight. Oh, that's a point, isn't it? Yes, indeed. I've seen those uh, particular stories. Tell me, if you can't keep an animal inside by the fire, um, like a horse, for example, what are some good tips for the bigger animals? Yeah, look, I mean, even horses um, sometimes will be stabled overnight, and so if they've got the luxury of that, that's fantastic. Um, however, just making sure if they have got um, areas of shelter, if there's trees um, in the paddock, that sort of thing, where they can sort of um, shelter behind. But you'll often see most owners will be rugging their horses during this time of the year as well mm. um, to, to keep that warmth in as well for them. So those are all um, important things you'll see across the board with various different animals. Um, but most of them will have the ability to, to stable or, or get them into barns and things, which is great to, to keep them warm. What makes them really uncomfortable? Um, so I think, yeah, I mean, you all know yourself when you're freezing cold and it's just, it is, it's just 
you just you're shivering, you're cold, you can't get warm. Um, and therefore, you know, they're just not going to want to be doing as much or they're just not going to feel that great. Um, so you want to be really, really um, careful with that because if they can't regulate their body temperature as well as they should, especially in our older patients, and I think this is where it becomes very important as our dogs and cats are getting older, they're not um, as essentially as good at, at doing that and managing their core body temperature. So for some of them, they can become so hypothermic that it becomes life-threatening. And, and if your body temperature drops so, so low, um, it can be fatal. So it is really, really important to make sure particularly elder patients um, are, are well cared for, particularly this time of the year. Yeah, very good point. I mean, it is, uh, it is so cold. but And obviously, each, all the different animals, I mean, different breeds, etc., all very different uh, to looking after them. You've just got to know your pet. Absolutely. And I think and this also comes into play with, with patients that are dealing with arthritis. So I think even people um, will certainly say during the colder months, it can be worse for them. And we certainly do see that in our in our elderly patients that are struggling with arthritis. So it might mean that you need to look at getting your pet to the vet just to have a checkup. And do they need any pain relief? Do they need um, care with that arthritis and things to, to do with them moving forward so that we're trying to reduce that joint pain and stiffness? Um, because, of course, the cold weather will affect that. Um, keeping them on beds that are raised off the ground as well is also a nice thing. They're not actually directly onto the, you know, they're not getting the cool um, uh, temperature from the ground. So that's also another thing people will use raised beds for, for our, particularly for dogs, um, so that they're not not getting too cold. Don't often see cats with a jumper on, do you? <laughs> no, not commonly, and most of them don't love it. Um, no. So, but cats are, you know, I mean, they've got a fantastic hair coat they're very good at, at, at being able to keep warm like many of our dogs but i think most of our dogs certainly tolerate it a lot more and they're sort of more um domesticated to, to having that um but lots of dogs do really enjoy having little coats and things and my goodness there's plenty of fashion that you can have fun oh, with with all of that <laughs> so much out there yeah i know that uh, yeah my wife dresses ours up like you wouldn't believe tell me uh, some of the uh, some of the symptoms other than the obvious the shivering and whatever but what what's what are something when you know, we need to maybe sort of uh, keep an eye out. Um, so I think it just, um, you, you've touched on the shivering. You might have, they might be vocalising, they might be whining, they might actually not be um, as interactive with you, but they might be going hiding in places. They might go and seek out spots that are a little bit warmer. They might be hunching their back. They might have their tail tucked between their legs. Oh, Some yeah. of the signs won't be that sort of um, specific to that, and it could mean there's something else going on. But it's just lo- worth looking at any changes in their behaviour, and sometimes these things can be quite subtle. So it's certainly worth keeping a very close eye on those um, those sorts of things, because if their body language is changing, and particularly if they are seeking areas that they want warmth, um, then I think we really need to take a, a good look at you know how where they're at and, and what they're um, where they're housed and those sorts of things. If they do need a bit of a change with that, if they are getting cold, yeah, good call. Look, it's good to be reminded, and thank you for that. I mean, uh, keep our pets as well as comfortable as we possibly can in this colder weather. Jen, good to talk to you. I look forward to our chat next week. No worries. I'll see you next week. Dr. Jen Griffiths is uh, owner and pet uh, vet at Pets Life Veterinary Care with Tasmania Talks. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from 9.